When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go! Jets win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeJet1. And we're going to go inside the numbers with our friend who now covers the Jets for their website, NewYorkJets.com, but for a long time was the beat reporter for the Bergen Record, one of my favorites who's ever covered the Jets, and it's always a privilege to have him on the show, Randy Lang. Randy, thanks for coming back on the show. Oh, you're so kind, Scott. Thank you very much. You know, I always like to be remembered for uh, the good old days uh, back with the record and uh, my tag team uh, with Vinny Detrani. And we used to, uh, <laughs> you know, hit the Jets and Giants um, hard every uh, week. And then we come together in the playoffs and end up in a Super Bowl or two. And uh, those were the great old days. And um, now not so great for the Bergen record, but um, pretty good for the Jets website. And I'm glad to be there. And it's a good thing that you're still in the game, Randy, because you are as sharp as ever. And I love your inside the numbers pieces that you put out on the website every Tuesday. And you've got a great one up now about complimentary football. And I think it's cool because you went through the numbers on all three phases of the game. So offense, defense, and special teams, because that's really what's been missing for the Jets this year. We can talk about how bad the offense is. But a lot of it comes back to the defense, for as good as it's been, is not going to be able to get anything done if the offense isn't working. And the offense isn't going to be able to carry the day if the defense isn't shining the way that it normally does. And the special teams, when they've faltered, it's led to major problems. We've seen that more than once this season. So it's really been interesting to see how, for some reason, this team has never been able to get all three units firing at the same time until this game 
at MetLife Stadium against the Houston Texans. So let's start with the offense because they've generally been the biggest culprits. That was not the case against the Houston Texans. Zach Wilson played the best game of his career, certainly the best game of the season. And Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, the Jets' two special players, were special the way that you would expect and hope they would be. Talk a little bit about what you found when you dug inside the numbers on the offensive side of the ball. As we all know, trouble scoring points, trouble moving the ball, uh, putting touchdowns on the board, uh, third downs, uh, you name it. And every fan has uh, his or her uh, favorite culprit. Um, you know, the offensive line been very uh, inconsistent and uh, and variable from week to week. Uh, Zach Wilson struggled, certainly, perhaps because of that, perhaps because he's putting too much on himself. Um, Brees Hall, as we said, hasn't had or hadn't had a breakout game since Denver, uh, where he uh, just put yards up on the board and 70-yard runs and 50-yard receptions and things like that. But uh, against the Texans, um, even though it was a little slow start, it did not feel like the slow starts of, you know, the other games against um, the Bills and, uh, you know, the Dolphins. I mean, it's just it, – it's uh, Zach Wilson – did some nice passing in the first half, and then he just was out of his mind in the second half. And uh, the, the numbers, if you hadn't seen him, is 18 of 21 passing. Not bad. 209 yards. First time he was has been over 200 yards, I believe, in a half, certainly in a second half. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, a 139.9 passer rating in the second half. Now, that sounds really great, but it's not even his best ever in a second half, because if you remember the Tennessee game as a rookie, uh, I think he came in with a 154, no, I'm sorry, 145.8 for Zach in that game against the the Titans. Um, But all things considered, pretty good. I mean, you know, this is what we wanted to see. This is what Jets fans needed. What the Jets needed from the offense was something to spark them, uh, especially at quarterback. And Zach, you know, even though he got sacked four times and lost a fumble on that one scramble, looked pretty good, looked protected, and did find some of his players. I think he had five 20-yard pass completions. Uh, that's his most probably this season, uh, certainly since they had no 20-yard plays at all in back-to-back games a few weeks ago. Uh, so um, as far as one more thing on the um, passer rating for, for Zach, uh, it's the best passer rating with at least 200 yards completed in the second half since Geno Smith. Mm. And if you remember that game at Miami in mm-hmm. 2014, well, oh, they're going back to Miami this week. Geno Smith at Miami. That was the Decker game, too. Eric Decker mm-hmm. went nuts. I think he had 219 yards, I want to say, 217 receiving. Geno Smith, 154.9 passer rating in that game. So, all things considered, uh, that's one of the things that we needed to see, and we saw it. And then, um, you know, we move on to Garrett and uh, Brees. 100 yards from scrimmage each, um, which has been a little hard to, to get, especially with the line playing the way it's been playing and and uh, the quarterback position being uh, out of kilter. Uh, this game, Garrett and Brees came through with 100-yard games. Uh, it's the fifth 100-yard from scrimmage game for each player in his career. And uh, even though the Jets have have done it 
in the same game with two players going over 100. Uh, we have uh, Isaiah Crowell and Robbie Anderson, if you remember that Denver game in, in 2018, uh, where Crowell was just unconscious running the ball. Uh, but um, the last time I have Gar- uh, the last time I have a wide receiver and a running back um, combining for 100 yards from scrimmage each, we got to go back to Brandon Marshall and Chris Ivory in 2015 against well, would, wouldn't you know? It's Miami, the the game in London, game four of that 2015 season uh, was the first game in game five. In back to back games, they did 100 yards each. And so we're looking at can Brees and Garrett do it again against the Dolphins uh, conspiring with Zach Wilson. That would be the first time the Jets uh, would have done that in eight years. So a lot of great things on the offense coming out of this game. Randy, I remember that Geno Smith game well. So much optimism after that because you thought maybe Geno had finally figured it out. 2015 was going to be his year and then we all know what happened he got punched out in the locker room broke his jaw Ryan Fitzpatrick (laughs) stepped in and then Geno Smith essentially never really got his footing as a starter for the Jets again and then all these years later he winds up in Seattle (laughs) ends up in the Pro Bowl so crazy stuff to think back to that start in 2014 a very different time almost a decade ago can't believe how quickly these seasons go by the special teams Randy they weren't as impressive as the offense the offense was really clicking on Sunday but they did really well and Thomas Morstead I saw this stat this is crazy he leads the NFL this year in punts down inside the five yard line with six I believe it's a career high for him but the special teams did pretty well on Sunday against Houston the returns weren't quite there with uh, Xavier Gibson, although he, you know, he did reel off one or two uh, punt returns, but uh, was held in check on the others. But the kickers are the guys who are are doing so much in the complimentary football area right now. And as you mentioned, Morstead, I I don't know if he's got six or five because there was some debate about that second uh, about uh, the. Uh, the ball that was muffed inside the five, but it was down at the five um, against the Texans. So uh, that would not count as an inside the five if it if the drive started at the five. So, but whatever. I mean, you know, he had the three uh, against the Giants, I believe it was, uh, inside the five. And he had another one last week. And this week uh, had his at least his fifth. And the last two, who are they stopped by? Justin Hardy. He's back from the IR. He's out there making plays again on special teams. So that's an, a, a, a good contribution to uh, the, the uh, complimentary football, uh, helping Morstead out. The other thing Morstead is doing is 50-yard punts. Uh, he, st- he leads the NFL this season with 43 punts that have gone for at least 50 yards gross. And... Um, even though that's not good enough to lead the league in gross average, it's he's still sixth, I believe, uh, and and he's got more 50-yard punts than maybe any Jet in a full season at this point. So he's doing his thing, and it's great to see. Uh, but then the other thing was Greg Zorline, Greg the Leg, Legatron, Z, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> uh, the guy was quiet for a while because the Jets weren't even getting into the red zone to give him – a decent shot at, uh, you know, a few extra field goals. Uh, so what does he do um, against the Texans? Well, they they wheel him out in the fourth quarter. He hits a 51-yarder and then a 55-yarder. 
uh, and and then adds on a, a 44, I think, at the uh, at the end uh, for a, a three field goal quarter, which is rare enough in the, in Jets history. Uh, but what Zerline's got going is he now has 10 50-yard-plus field goals in his two seasons as the Jets kicker. And he, that's already the record. He's extending his record for most field goals from 50-plus in back-to-back -back seasons as a Jet. Uh, only two other Jets uh, have had two field goals, two 50-yard field goals in a game. Zerline's done it twice. Uh, Houston his second time. Uh, the old, the other two guys, Nick Falk, uh, back in uh, the early two two tens, and Pat Leahy back in the eighties. I mean, these guys are you know, uh, we're, we're talking old guard here, you know. And uh, here comes Greg Zerline. Uh, now, uh, you know he he pulled out the giant game with the uh, the game winner at zero zero zero, tied it, and then won it in overtime. Hasn't done that kind of thing yet. But when he's putting 50-yard field goals on the board, you're getting three points that maybe you weren't quite sure you were going to get, and you're not giving the ball back to the other team at their 40, let's say. So Zerline, and, and then, of course, the kickoffs are, are virtually 99% touchbacks, uh, which you expect these days from any kicker. Uh, but Zerline is upholding his end of the bargain there. So uh, the kickers are helping or definitely did help with – field position uh, against the Texans. And that was a big part of the complimentary football victory. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. The defense has been the unit that has more or less been carrying everything so far this season, almost every week. And this week, they didn't have to carry anything because the offense was able to put up 30 points. And as you said, the special teams held up its end of the bargain. But that didn't stop the defense from having one of its most impressive performances of the season. Yeah, Scott, I tell you, the um, the one number that um, I want to talk about and we'll be uh, throwing out there this week, I don't think anybody ha has it. I hope they're not listening to this uh, podcast. But um, the, the, the Jets defense showed what complimentary football doesn't look like against the Bills and Dolphins, let's say. Because it, it seemed as if they might have been a little tired. I mean, they're on the field 35 minutes out of 60. Um, the the offense is, is off the field in three and outs. Uh, you know, they had a few games there where they like 1 of 12 and 0 of 11 on third down conversions. The defense was definitely out there too long. They were starting to show signs of wear. And you say, well, uh, maybe the defense isn't that good. You know, they got they, they couldn't help Atlanta against Atlanta. They played well, but you know, um, still the Falcons got the touchdown on the board and beat them. Well, listen, this defense is the best I've seen since Rex Ryan's 09 and 2010 defenses. Uh, those probably, especially 09, I think was a little better. Um, 10 was very, very good. Uh, but this one's very close. Uh, 
And the only thing it needs is a little rest. <laughs> it needs to get off the field. <laughs> but what the defense has done the last two games has been historical uh, in Jets history. Uh, they have allowed two point, um, I want to find it here. Uh, I'm going to say 2.84 yards per play in the last two games against the Falcons and the Texans. That's not rushing yardage. That's not passing yardage. It's everything. The Texans and the Falcons did not average three yards a play. They did not average a first down on three plays. Look at it that way. That number is the best in Jets history since 1970 in back-to-back games. We have to go back to uh, – they had a game against the Boston Patriots. They were still Boston in 1970. And the Minnesota Vikings, in the first year of the Jets in the NFL, members of the NFL in 1970, they yielded 80 yards to the Patriots, 167 to Minnesota, 2.7 yards – Per play in those two games, that's the last time the Jets have had that low a figure. They are on fire at this point. They are the, the rushing game probably could be even better than it is, but they they did fairly well against holding a guy like Devin Singletary in check, uh, who they've run into before with the Bills and so on, and who's done well against them. But they held him in check. Um, the Falcons, uh, Bijan Robinson, very good rookie running back, was was kept under uh, lock and key for the most part. They And then even though Desmond Ritter did come out with the win against the uh, Jets for the Falcons, he did not throw for a lot of yards. He threw for one touchdown, and that was about it. And then, of course, C.J. Stroud comes in as the NFL's leading passing yardage quarterback. And what does he get? He gets 51 or 54 net yards, 91 gross yards. He didn't even hit 100 yards completing passes. And, and you know, you can say, yeah, well, they, they lost Nico Collins during the game, and they didn't have uh, Schultz the tight end. He was hurt. And maybe Noah Brown's knee was bothering. Hey, listen, as, as Robert Sala, among many other coaches, has said, nobody cares about your problems. Just go out there and, and win. Do the best you can. And that's what the Jets did. They shut down C.J. Stroud in the passing game that had been so effective for the Texans uh, in in getting to a seven and five record, and, and shut him down. And um, they did their end of the bargain and then some. And this time they got the help they needed from the offense and the special teams. Randy, like you said, the theme of this is complimentary football, and it just blows my mind that the Jets could hold a team like the Falcons to such little yardage. Like you said, the last two weeks, 2.8 yards per play. That means they didn't even average a first down on drives, and they still weren't able to win because the offense was so bad. To be worse than what the Jets' defense held the Falcons to is absolutely unbelievable. So it was nice to see the Jets be able to turn that tide this week and play well enough to complement what the Jets' defense has been doing because, like you said, they've really been on an unprecedented roll the last two weeks. Yeah, they have. I mean, there's other measures. Uh, Even though the, um, let's say, the third down defense hadn't been up there um, for a while, their three and out defense is phenomenal. Uh, they are second best in uh, three and outs in the NFL this year. 
Cleveland, the only team that's done better on defense on three and outs. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to see the Jets and the Browns on Thursday night football. And uh, we may have uh, 24 three and out series, 12 for each side on that uh, game. And we'll have something that ends up like, uh, what was it, Minnesota and Las Vegas, three nothing. Uh, which harkens back to the uh, the Jets and Redskins back in 1993. I think it was three nothing in the wind in RFK uh, down in Washington. So uh, we don't want to see that, but uh, we'll take the Jets defense doing that, holding teams to three and out. If they can't get the picks and they can't get the fumble, sometimes those are hard to come by. Uh, Sauce Gardner still bemoaning the fact that he doesn't have a pick this year and he wants to get one, but if they don't, get the takeaways, at least get them off the field. And that's what the Jets defense has been doing. And, um, you know, it, it becomes so important against Miami. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill may be uh, debatable. We'll see how he's feeling uh, if he he gets to play against the Jets. We know that that's always a, a long afternoon if he does that, along with Jalen Waddell and, um, and company down in, in Miami. But, you know, you, you take heart from the the complimentary football that just played against the Texans and then the comeback ability of the Titans to beat the Dolphins down there on Monday night football. And all right, maybe the Jets have a shot at this thing. Maybe the Dolphins are feeling a little, you know, under the weather. I mean, who knows? And uh, what it's going to take is more, you know, dare we say it, complimentary football. Randy, just to back up your point about how well the Jets have done stopping the opposing offenses from advancing the ball, especially in the passing game, this is unbelievable. So this is from the Jets' victory over the Texans. Sauce Gardner was targeted six times, two catches, 11 yards, two pass breakups. DJ Reed targeted nine times, three catches, 20 yards, two pass breakups. Michael Carter II targeted three times, one catch, seven yards, and a pass breakup. So in total... The Jets' three starting cornerbacks, 18 targets, six catches, 38 yards, five pass breakups. I don't know how much better you could do. No, you know, and it's uh, like we mentioned, I mean, the, the Texans were not at full strength, but so what? I mean, you know, this is the NFL. These are pro players. Um, they all got there for a reason to this level, and the Jets shut them down. And uh, is it going to be tougher against the Dolphins? You would assume so. Uh, you know, Tua Tungavailoa is having a very good season, very accurate, but the Jets showed they can turn him over. Um, and so the the big question is, how about if we don't go for the uh, Hail Mary at the end of the first half? <laughs> so, uh, you know, if if, uh, if all things fall into place, um, you know, I mean, th- then you got the the um, you know the the crazy uh, concept of the Jets being at at um, you know, six and seven, right? What is it? Six and eight? I forget already what the record is. It's six and eight. I mean, if they can run the table, nine and eight doesn't look great, but it does get you in the playoffs in some scenarios. I mean, then what happens? Then do we call on Aaron Rodgers? Does he feel well well enough? Do the Jets think they should possibly put him in harm's way uh, if he says he's ready to play ball only like three to four months after tearing the Achilles on opening night. Uh, that's an intrigue yet to come. I don't believe we're going to have any of that uh, this week leading into the Dolphins game. But somebody was reporting that um, they think that Rodgers could be ready to go against the Redskins the week after. Uh, that's crazy. Crazy talk. But uh, we'll <laughs> see what happens. 
crazy talk has been what the Jets' entire season has been about. It's a microcosm for what we've watched this entire year, Randy. We'll see what happens against the Miami Dolphins. But as you said, if Tyreek Hill can't go, that certainly changes the complexion of what could be possible down in Miami this coming Sunday. Randy Lang of NewYorkJets.com, of course, longtime beat reporter for the Bergen Record. Thanks so much for coming on and going inside the numbers with me. Really appreciate it. For everybody that wants to read your inside the numbers columns every week, talk a little bit about what you normally get into. I know we just dove into the piece that's going to be up there this week. What do you feature generally in your pieces at NewYorkJets.com? you have anything else you're working on? And how can people follow you on social media? Well, you know, we we uh, look for the most interesting things to talk about. I mean, it's it's no good to just throw numbers out at people and, and uh, lull them to sleep. Um, but uh, each week we try to find the most interesting um, take on the previous week's game or or a developing feature over the course of a season. Uh, and so games like Houston bring the best out uh, in in that concept. Uh, but in previous weeks, um, you know, I'm trying to recall, I know we we did uh, a little number on Xavier Gibson last week, who um, did a, a rare thing, not not an unheard of thing, but he had at least one yard rushing, receiving, punt returning and kickoff returning, at least one in each category. Uh, and he totaled over 100 yards all purpose for the game. That's something that is is rare. And that's something we dove into. And uh, when you when you look at those kinds of numbers, you go back to uh, Bruce Harper, one of the great Jets, one of my good friends on the team from back in the late seventies, early eighties, who who did that on a regular basis, like every game back in nineteen seventy seven as a rookie. Um, I, oh, did I mention this is only a rookie that I'm talking about? The uh, <laughs> the four four categories uh, of one yard each. Uh, but Bruce Harper is a rookie in 1977 did that. And another guy who whose name comes up in these uh, discussions is Leon Washington, who did it in 2006. And Leon, of course, is now a Jets assistant coach. He's on the special team staff under Brent Boyer, and uh, he's working with Xavier Gibson. Isn't that uh, a way to bring things around uh, in a circle? So those are the kinds of stories I'm looking for, something where a player can can talk about what he's doing uh, the numbers that mean the most to him and that mean the most to Jet fans and help them win games or or can do that in the future could be because some weeks they're not helping to win games because the, the, we're not playing complimentary football out there. <laughs> uh, but, you know, a story like Xavier Gibson and, uh, you know, just charting Brees Hall's, um, you know, 70-yard runs. I mean, this guy is like uh, he, he's already tied the franchise record. This is not for a rookie or his first two years, he's already tied the franchise record for most 50 yard from scrimmage plays for a running back in Jets history. And uh, I believe Freeman McNeil might be up there as the number one guy he's, he's tied with, but Brees Hall is going to break that record or, or Mark, if you want it. It's not really a record. It's not in a record book anywhere, but it's, it's in my record book. Uh, but uh, if Brees Hall can bust one against the dolphins, um, then he's going to be all alone by himself in that category. And he's not even done with his, not even really done with his first year, given that he was out after seven games with, with the, uh, an ACL last year. So, I mean, barely a, a full season under his belt in the NFL and he's breaking records. So those are the kinds of things that I like to keep track of. And, 
and break out for the fans. A little bit of the past, a little bit of the present, maybe a little bit of the future. Make sure you check out everything that Randy's doing over at NewYorkJets.com and follow him on Twitter. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeJet.com and the Play Like Jet YouTube channel. Some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel, so watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeJet. And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital at playlikeajet.com.